Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say in every episode, we've got a great show for you. We've got the legend Johnny Lee coming on, and he's done some really amazing things through the years. And we're proud to have him on our show and just see where this goes and talk a little bit about his story and some music. So, Johnny, are you here? Yep, I'm here. How are you doing on this great day? I'm doing fine, buddy. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, you know, been a rough year um, this year for a lot of people. And I always like to start out a little bit about this year because, again, we're in a weird year. So how has COVID affected you personally through your music and stuff? And what are you kind of doing to maneuver through that this year? Because it's been a rough year for everybody. Well, we were in, uh, I think, Arizona or New Mexico when when the word hit, you know. Mm-hmm. And we, did, we started, started to do a tour. West Coast tour, and uh, so after our show, where was that? I think New Mexico. Uh, we headed up to Laughlin, Nevada, and uh, got there a day early. And uh, then they they put the word out, you know, to cancel all shows. So wow, we that was in March, March I think March, February, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been real limited limited shows. You know, of course. Just some shows in Branson with Mickey Gilly and uh, uh, two days a week or one day a week, you know, where <laughs> it was. Just finished that last week. And, you know, I, I'm just sad that, uh, you know, we're going through this crap, you know. Yeah. And uh, I definitely know, know what you're saying. Uh, you know, it, it, it affected not only myself, but it affected all musicians, you know. And really, everybody in entertainment in general, not, you know, it's been from artists yeah. to actors to Broadway. I mean, it's just been an amazing yeah. year of of how many people it's affected within entertainment. And, and then, good Lord, I mean, how many people have died this past year, you know, that really freaked me yeah. out. <clears throat> Lost my yeah, friend definitely. Roy Head, Johnny Bush, and mm-hmm. how to catch him, you know, just died yesterday. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, a bunch, bunch of. Well, as long as, long as, long as I'm up on this side of the dirt, kicking around this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, just... it's definitely been a rough year um, for a lot of people. Um, so tell us a little bit about your past. You know, a lot. You know, I know you've done a lot of great things. I see your resume, and I've followed you for years. My wife and I love you, and you know. Tell us how you got started in music. Well, I was in high school, and uh, they started a band, uh, and uh, they were looking for a singer. <laughs> and for the only shot that I had, told them I wanted to audition to be a, be a, be a singer, you know. Mm-hmm. And usually in high school, Either me or Dale Phelps or Billy Holder. If we didn't do it, we knew who did, you know. It was that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so I thought I was joking around, you know. So uh, I went first first practice I went to, the first song I ever sang, song called Johnny Be Good, Chuck Berry. Yeah. And uh, did pretty good. I've been singing ever since. 
Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> just come naturally to you. Yeah. yeah it it's, it, it's funny. It's taken me 49 years to figure out what I'm supposed to. You know, all these years I've been scraggling around. And I finally come to the conclusion that I just like to talk. So what better thing than a, than a talk show, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, getting back to uh, the color thing, well, mm-hmm. I just finished a new record, and well, uh, the record company sent me a copy of the single yesterday. Oh, cool. Uh, everything's going to be all right. Oh, I love that and title. That title, title of the new record is, uh, you know, it's, I did 14 songs on there. Oh, Put cool. my daughter on the 14th one. Uh, she wrote a song called I Was Born to Be My Father's Daughter. Huh. And she's a real good artist herself, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if I can look for the new single coming out, I think February 13th, they're going to release it. Love that. Uh, call her, I think it's going to be all right. <laughs> Now, as you know, um, when you look at the – when you came up, the era you came up in, we didn't have all the social media and all that like you have now. Do you think that it was harder to make it back then than it is now or vice versa? Um, well, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know. I, think I don't know how hard it is to make it point. now, you know. <laughs> yeah, because we, we interview a lot of up-and-coming artists, and it's it's really tough for them. Because you know, I guess back back years ago, you had a lot of people that had talent, but they weren't really pursuing it. Where now, because of the Internet and Twitter and Facebook and all that, everybody that feels like they have talent are now pursuing it. So I think that there's so many more people trying to pursue this crazy dream. When I when I was the house band at Gillies, uh, mm-hmm. um, I met Gilly went on the road and stuff, and and uh, I uh, got to tag along with him some just in order to take some milk, mm-hmm. and uh, I think because of the movie, it gave me so much exposure, you know. Yeah. I was looking for a love song I did, Cherokee Fiddle. <laughs> and I had dreams of traveling all around the world and mm-hmm. singing places I've never sang before. Wow. Go places I've never been and people show up to see me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know them, they didn't know me. So, but I think the movie, The Urban Cowboy, launched my career. And you know, as an artist, you just never know what that one thing that's going to launch your career. Because you know, you hear a lot of people say you got to work, 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 work. But a lot of people that we know that have been there said that yeah, you got to work hard. But there's always that one moment that's a little bit of luck where the sales just seem to go your way at the right moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that happened the day I found looking for love. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mickey kept telling me, you got to find a hit song, John. You got to find a hit song, a right uh-huh. one. And 
when you're a writer, uh, a lot of people don't don't get to hear the things you wrote. You know, mm-hmm. if you it could, if you don't have a name, same. I think writers uh, have it just hard as we do. You know, because yeah, you know, people got to know who they are. It's really tough for writers and, nowadays because uh, they get paid so little. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, what can I say? You know, I've been lucky. <laughs> and, you know, a, a lot of artists that we talk to who are legends, like your Don McLean and Randy Travis and the others that we've brought on our show, they all feel that same sense of luck a little bit, like you just said, that, you know, that they just feel so lucky that they've been able to pursue this career their whole life pretty much. Well, as I knew this was going to, what I was going to be, uh, I was going to die trying, you know. <laughs> if I died trying, at least I was working towards something I wanted to work towards. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I love that. Um, so what would you say, you know, as you know, a lot of people, they see like your, uh, the glory behind like a Blake Shelton or Carrie, Miranda, and all of them, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes to get to those levels. What would you say? Could you tell us a little bit of the sacrifices you've made early on um, that helped you be- become the artist that you are today? Well, uh, I guess working at Gilly's five or six, seven nights a week, you know, mm-hmm. four, five, six hours a night. For for a lifetime, I spent a lifetime once at once at Gillies, and prior to that, I was working, you know, clubs and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it worked out. You know, it worked out. <laughs> so as you look back on your career at this point, you know, you've had a long career. Um, what are a few moments? Where that were like unbelievable to you, it, you know, some of the great moments. Well, when Rick Sutcliffe and Steve Howe presented my first gold record at Gillies, uh, there oh, were wow. pictures for the Dodgers, you know, mm-hmm. they were in town playing the Astros at the time, and they came out and uh, presented me my first gold record, everyone, and uh, when first time at We'll see the movie, the Urban Cowboy, after the uh, movie was over. They had a premiere party at, at Gillies, you know. Mm-hmm. That was the night that uh, I was singing Looking for Love. I was singing a lot, you know, before that. But uh, people just danced to it, you know. But after the movie movie came out, mm-hmm. I was singing it. I was, uh, and I'd be up on stage, and so everybody walked up front to watch me sing it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so after, after the premiere of the movie was another, and the first time I played at the White House for presidents and, and mm. astronauts and stuff, you know, was, oh, I've been wow. very blessed to have a great career, you know. So how did the urban um, cowboy, I mean, how did, did that, how did that start? Well, Aaron Latham came down and uh, actually met Bud and Sissy. And uh, wrote an article in I think, Time magazine, 
And uh, some of Warren Brothers read it and sent somebody down to Gillies to, to uh, scat it out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started casting it. John Travolta took the part. And uh, Sissy Spacek was up for part for Sissy, but she passed on it. And yeah. so Debbie Winger got the part and Pam and all that, you know. Um, and uh, what it started was to was an article in a magazine. And uh, I'm glad, glad the guy came that road back, you know. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, it just seems like everything just laid right there for you. We're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to play one of your past songs, Never Been to Texas. Then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more, and then we'll let you go. How's that sound? Okay, man. Fine. All right. Here you Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. TV is out in California talking about where we all came from. He said the reason we're all here is purely accidental. He said it's all because of evolution. I took a drink of coffee, walked out on my back porch. I looked up at heaven. Then I looked at my old horse and I thought He ain't never seen a sunset out west A cactus or a paintbrush bloom in the springtime He ain't never heard a coyote crying A young colt take off running for the first time Well, I thought a lot about it Sometimes we overthink it, but the only thing that makes any sense is if you don't believe in God, you ain't never been to Texas. All those non-believers Could cross that old red river Lord, it would surely open up their eyes When 
I wake up every morning and I look out at heaven, it ain't hard to realize there's anybody out there still trying to figure it out about where we all came from or what life is all about. I'd like to tell you, you ain't never seen a sunset out west, a cactus or a paintbrush bloom in the springtime. You ain't never heard a coyote crying, a young colt take off running for the first time. Well, I thought a lot about it. Sometimes we overthink it, but the only thing that makes any sense is if you don't believe in God, you ain't never been to Texas, no, if you don't believe in God, you ain't never been to Texas. Love that song. It's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, a really good song. Uh, so, how did that song come about? Well, Tony Ramey wrote this song, and at the time, I was in between agents, I guess, and uh, I was doing some jobs with him, some single jobs, you know, acoustic jobs. And he was singing a song. I said, "Man, I love that song." So <laughs> I decided to record it. And, yeah, I uh, love the song. It needs to be taught today, really. Yeah. Uh, my friend John Raymond wrote that song, though. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I, you know, <clears throat> you know as, as I was listening to it earlier, I was like, you know, this is a really powerful song when you listen to the words. And I think this year people need to hear that because so many people have turned away from God. And I think that, you know, to, this is the year to turn towards God. <laughs> yeah. I agree. <clears throat> so, as you know, a lot of people, they see the artist, but they don't see the team, the PR people, the producers, the managers. And I always say that they don't get enough love, in my opinion. So I want to change that, at least on our show. So if you want to take a few minutes to just to tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are, that would be awesome. Well, uh... Different, different people, you know, different times, different, different levels yeah. of my career. Uh, but my booking, you got to have a good booking agent keep you out there. Mm-hmm. And for management goes, I've been, I've been my own manager, been my own producer for a long time. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, since you know, since the guy that owned Gillies screwed mm-hmm. me around, screwed me around, it's bad and everything. Um, I remember I was going to marry Charlene Tilton. Uh, I went into, I was going to buy a small ranch out in California. I went to sit down in the office and said, hey, boss, I need some money. He said, you ain't got no damn money, boy. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. Wow. And uh, that was the rise and down, that was the beginning of the downfall of Gillies for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but I don't know, but it takes good management. It takes 
good PR firm, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Zach and Zach and uh, both PR firm right now. The deadline is interview up for me. And uh, great people. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, Carrie Moore books me at Third Coast Talent, mm-hmm. and she's she's been doing a good job for me. So. Uh, before that was Sunday broke out in him uh, in California and mm-hmm. uh, you know long story long 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 line, line of people different stages <laughs> of career. That. I love that. Now um, we also have kind of a third party. Now you haven't really heard from my wife because she's with our twenty month old. Um, she's kind of still up, but mm-hmm. we also have an eight year old that we bring on to ask a question. To each artist, to each guest that we bring on. So Sandy's going to get him on real quick. Um, but we are a family okay. affair show. <laughs> I love it. You know, and when our twenty-month-old daughter gets older, we'll be plugging her in the show too. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for yes, you, man. Know. That's great, man. And I have Christopher here. He's ready with his question. Hi, Christopher. How you doing, buddy? Hi, John. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Yes. Well, it just depends on what I'm hungry for, buddy. I like <laughs> steak. I like ribs. I like chicken. I like pork. I like I like it all. Yeah. I can I, I guess if I had a, I love seafood. You know, I, I love food. You know, <laughs> I guess that's why I did a cook. I did a cookbook, uh, Chris, called. Uh, Chef Boy R. Lee. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. You know, this has been what I'm hungry for at different times. You know, it's kind of like you. You probably like hot yeah, dogs so and pizza and stuff, don't you? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. what is your favorite food, Lucas? Pizza. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like pizza would said. be. Yeah, I, I ordered some pizza off QVC. And uh, it's uh, it's fire fire roasted, you know. But I'll add stuff to it so all the time. But there again, I don't, I don't like to eat the same thing over and over, over again. So, all right, Chris, take care, buddy. He comes and goes, but he loves this little part. And like I said, you know, we're a, we are a family affair show, and we'll always be a family affair show because, you know, one of the things in the entertainment industry I've learned when you watch out there is a lot of people trying to go to the top. Destroy their families almost. So not, I guess not a lot, but you know, some people do. And I want to be one of the people that brings my family together along with this ride. Good for you, man. That's great. I think <clears throat> older I've got, the more important family is to me. Yeah. Yep. So you know, you've had a long career. What is um, a piece of advice you could give someone who's trying to make it out there right now? To <clears throat> gravel through all this craziness with that they call the music industry. <laughs> well, I got one piece of advice to give everybody. If, if you ever quit, it'll never happen. Mm, I love that. <clears throat> you know, I, I remember um, when we first started this show, I reached out to a Nashville friend of mine, and I'll never forget, because I asked him what would, advice he'd give us when, about this show. And he said, the only thing I'll say is, be and stay authentic. He said you could tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could tell every Ty Bentley joke. And he said you might even be good at it, and you might create an audience. But the day will come when authentic Chris comes out, 
And when that day comes, you'll lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. So if you stay authentic from the beginning, your show may grow slower, but you'll gain the right audience. And I've never forgot that advice. Yeah, that's great, man. That's good advice. Well, I've, I've, there's a girl right now that's uh, – what's her name? Uh, McBride's her last name. Uh, mm-hmm. She's won some awards. She was on the award show with me. Uh can't remember her first name, but uh, no, no. Uh, uh, anyway, she came up to me. She, she was crying when she told me the story. So you, mm-hmm. you talked to me. And she, wore, she wanted to contest something. Open for me, and uh, I took her aside and said, "Tell that, and told her, you know, don't don't ever quit. It'll never happen, you know." Mm-hmm. And uh, she listened to me. So now I'm well, guessing you're going to ask about I give it back. Yeah, yeah, Ashley McBride. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that is cool to know because <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I met, met Martina McBride earlier on in my career, mm-hmm. and uh, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, I was at Superdome, and uh, when I met her, I said, "Wow, I always wanted to meet you." She said, "You, you did meet me." I was a little <laughs> girl. I said, "What?" Said, yeah, I came back and sat on your lap. Oh, I wow. said, "You told you told me you told me that if I ever quit, it never happened." Mm-hmm. And so, really, oh wow. <laughs> Well, you, tell that, you, you tell that to every art, young artist that you meet, huh? Well, yeah. If they ask me for advice, I do. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it, it's tough out there in this world. And, and you know, I, I remember a story because, you know, I, t- when I watch the music industry, I see it as, like you said, don't quit. I, and eventually a lot of people will quit. And when they do, that rises you up as long as you don't quit, like you said. But there's a story that I love uh, that about it's about two guys in the woods, and there um, a bear comes up, and one guy jumps down on the ground putting his shoes on, and the other guy looks at the guy and says, "Why are you putting your shoes on? You can't outrun that bear." And the guy says, "I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's kind yeah. of what the music industry is like. You just got to outlast people. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> well, like I said, I was going—I knew I was going to do. I was going to be what I am mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Wow. I didn't know how long it was going to take me, whatever. But I knew I was going to be it, and uh, mm-hmm. I said that trying. I love that because oh. again. You have to believe in yourself in this industry. You know, there's so much rejection that happens, so much trying to climb this crazy ladder. Um, and eventually, like for you, it did happen. So as we come to a close here, final parting thoughts. Well, I remember I used to, you know, work with Mickey Gilly a lot, and uh, nothing, nothing would happen to me before it happened to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of our management and all that, and I used to sit back and feel sorry for myself. And I said, "Man, what are you doing?" And so I I just shoot that, shoot it off, and and uh, just put plot forward. You know, mm-hmm. made it happen, made it happen. I never did quit, never did quit, never will quit. 
just like for our show, we won't quit. I mean, it's, our show is we're trying to grow it, and this year has been tough. But you know, we're we're over 280 interviews this year now. Wow. It's <clears throat> pretty amazing, babe. And we're just trying to do our part. Trying to, you know, we bring on a lot of different guests, and we're just we're trying to be the Bobby Bones and the Ty Bentleys out there, but but in our own way, of course, not be them, but in our own way yeah. so with my wife and I. And, you know, we're just like, you know what? We're just all in. We're doing everything like we can, and things are getting crazy with the show. And I mean, we got you on the show, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish I had been a better, better uh, guest, but... Uh... <laughs> you are just fine. <laughs> so, Pretty as we leave here, um, tell everybody how they can get your stuff, reach out to you, or whatever you want to say. This is promotion time for you. Well, on the internet, uh, I got this new album coming out called Everything's Gonna Be All Right. Mm, wow. And uh, it's a bunch of songs that I've written. Oh, gosh. Oh, it doesn't matter when, but a long time ago. <laughs> and I believe it's the best work I've done yet. Oh, wow. And uh, so you can go on the internet and uh, Amazon or where, 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 where people go to buy music, you know. Mm-hmm. Or else uh, you can go to com. Find in Johnny Lee. Hey, my schedule come up, whatever, you know. Or I'm, I'm living in Branson, Missouri. I'm going to be uh, working at Gillies uh, next fall, okay. two days a week, for Mickey Gilly. And, man, Mickey will be out on the road, you know, hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a new book, too, uh, called Still Looking oh. for Love. Oh, wow. And, I love uh, that. <laughs> you know, you go, on, go on the Internet, just find up Johnny Lee. And... Okay. Uh, Information come up, so I love that. And you Appreciate know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today, and we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Well, thank you. Tell you why I've been looking at twenty months though. <laughs> All right, we'll do. And you have a blessed day. All right, thank you, buddy. Bye. All right, bye.